Uh, hello, welcome to Day One Patch Podcast, episode two eighty one. Uh, live from our bunkers. Live from the the DOPM bunker is right. Yeah, uh, we are now in separate locations, as per advisement from our government and health professionals. Uh, I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm your host, uh, Matt. That's Matt Lawrence. It it is me indeed. Yeah, our very first uh, remote episode, right? Uh, I think I I think I skyped in when I was in Montreal. For oh, that's them. right. Yeah, and then we did do that interview with uh, that one game developer. Um, I don't remember, I don't even know if you remember the the janky setup we had for that. I vaguely remember we had. I remember yeah. I was sitting at your desk, and that's all <laughs> I remember. <laughs> we had we had both my iMac and my MacBook Pro running. And like Skype was coming out of like the MacBook into the iMac. Um, oh my lord! It was just so we could both have headphones and actually hear the guy, and then record our like on our professional mics, you know. And wh- I do remember and just playing the scene back in my head. I remember the instant we got it working, I got a notification. Forgot because I forgot to shut off my iPads. <laughs> notification so we're, the guy's like hey guys i'm from like tiny realm or i made tiny realms or whatever and yeah. it's just like and it's like oh good yeah uh so some of the top stories apart from the big elephant in the world uh we do have um sony saying that there won't be any delays to the ps5 uh because of covid we also have gamestop permanently closing over 300 stores Half-Life Alex is the new big VR game, uh, getting a lot of great views out there, convincing me to want to buy a VR headset. Uh, we also have Fallout 76 Wastelanders DLC being delayed by a week, and I just noticed... Oh no, it's good. I thought I didn't put in the information from that story. Oh no, yeah, no, it's just it's just right on the it's page on, break. It's, it's on the second line, yeah, or second page there. Um, and then Xbox Series X graphics source code was reportedly stolen and was being held ransom for $100 million. My lord. And then we have a pretty good um, query corner question here that uh, is kind of related to what's happening right now when we're all kind of isolated in our homes. Um, And so we'll get to that when we get to it. But first off, Matt, what's new with you? Uh, So what's new with me is actually what's kind of new with everyone right now, and that is uh, I'm in really, really jamming out to the the Animal Crossing. Now, (laughs) I'm not like a huge... Well, I say that as I have a bunch of the games. I have the Wii one, the original DS one, New Leaf on 3DS, and then this one. But they've kind of come out very slowly over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually imported the DS one from the UK. So, um, I'm a fan of the series, for sure. But I definitely play it more like a mobile game. And you know how mobile games are supposed to be, like, you play every day. I'm one right. of those casual players where I'll be like, man, I should play some Blades today. And it's been like a week, and then maybe I will play it for a week, but then I'll just put it down. I just yeah. don't feel um, obligated. So what I've been saying recently, since since Animal Crossing kind of blew up and everyone's been playing it, um, I've been talking to Tim a fair bit with, uh, about it. And I've, I've actually told him several times that like my Animal Crossing is just already in a recession. Like I can't, like I don't have any of the buildings. I have like one, I have like the museum or something. I, I didn't know how to wake up the bird, so I like lost out on a citizen or whatever he becomes. I am just like, and I forgot to play it yesterday, so, so like, it's just, I'm in a recession, like, I'm already two oh, days behind God. at least, and I didn't look anything up, but I think, I think, to be honest, uh, the reason why I don't want to look anything up is in New Leaf, I remember, I was just kind of grinding away, 
And I just, I thought I had kind of reached the end of the grind short of completing the museum and little things like that. And I actually learned that there was, well, I forget, I forget the guys, I forget the animal's name now, but a coffee shop opened up and I was like, wow, like this is really cool. And then I remember thinking to myself like, oh, this is one of the only things in this game that I didn't know about from looking it up. Like I just didn't get that far in my lookup. And I thought, wow, like in the future, I'm not going to look these up. I'm just going to let the game progress. Right. And I saw like some stuff from, you know, Tim on social and stuff, but I still see, I, I still consider that like natural, obviously like we're all, we're all like, you know, socializing online. So that's all natural, but I'm not going to be going out and looking up something unless I actually need help. So that's sort of where I'm sitting. And then after that, I guess I'm doing a little AC Origin still, going after that Platinum. And we did a major project that is um, is complete. One of the pieces of the major project, I should say, is complete in Minecraft. We did a huge terraform, Marty and I did. Oh, wow. And uh, the terraforming is complete, and now I'm building the wall around the uh, the base, which I, which that's why it needed to be terraformed because the wall was incompatible with a piece of the terrain. Are you guys still staying up until like five a.m.? Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> so like, uh, like it's not every night, but mm-hmm. like I, I have had a few nights now where I've actually just worked until really late, and then that kind of readjusted my sleeping schedule. So I'm just like, well, like it doesn't matter. Like I'm still up early enough, obviously, to like talk to clients and stuff, and. Like, like it's, I'm getting all my work done. So I'm like the hell with it on nights that I have off. I'm just going to be doing Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, speaking of, uh, animal crossing, I'm getting a bit of uh, FOMO about, uh, about the Nintendo switch right now. FOMO meaning feeling of missing out. Fear of missing out. Yeah. Fear of missing out. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Cause just everyone online is talking about it. Um, there's even like celebrities are playing it and stuff. It's crazy. Um, and then Marty was recently. I was talking to him because he's looking for like uh, he's looking for something new to play. Um, and I asked him like, "Oh, what's in your backlog?" And he said, uh, "Oh, Zelda: Breath of the Wild." And that that's a game I wanted to check out, even though I've never really played a, a Zelda game in any serious capacity. Um, but that got a lot of major scores. Um, was a lot of people's game of the year, and uh, I would like to check that out at some point. So you I know what's funny is I, I actually own that, and I have never played it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at Best Buy's website right now and looking at the yellow uh, Nintendo Switch Lite. So you 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 don't care about. So I think you did the same thing with your with your DS situation. So you got a 2DS, not a 2DS XL, but a 2DS. Are you going to yeah. be doing the same thing where you buy? You think you're going to buy the if you buy a Switch, you're going to buy the budget one. It just makes a little more sense to me because I'm not the biggest Nintendo fan. I'm not going to be spending a lot of time with this, so why dish out for the uh, the extra money, you know? Because the the Switch Lite is is only two fifty nine in Canada. That's pretty good. Which is literally a little insane, honestly. Yeah, a little insane. And then let me just try to bring up the price of the normal Switch. I mean, it is nicer than the normal Switch. It just looks like a nicer product. It's also I think I've never Bigger hooked up screen. my dock, but like I like the fact that you can do it. The option, yeah. So three ninety nine for the regular. So that's a lot, you know. Ah, uh, even that's pretty good, though, right? That's good for what you're getting, yes. But I, we, we have the next gen consoles coming out this year. You know, uh, I'm probably gonna, uh, I'm probably upgrading my iPhone this year. Oh my god. Yeah, so I got some expenses coming. Um, 
But you uh, are you going to play this thing though? Like, are you really going to actually use it? This happens to me every now and then. Whenever like there's a big Nintendo game that comes out, I get excited and I want to I want to buy a Switch. Then it dies down, and it goes away. I'm just in that phase right now where I want it because everyone's talking about it. But then once that dies down, like once once my recession hits a depression on Animal Crossing, <laughs> then I, I'm going to stop talking about it due to embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then that'll that'll slowly help slowly help ease your direct access to Animal Crossing news. Anyway, I guess. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> My poor animals. Uh, other than that, what have you been up to? Uh, trying to keep yourself busy. So, I guess I guess one of the things I've been one of the things I've been doing is I've been looking at. I want to get into something. Um, mm-hmm. What I mean by that is I like to I like to have almost like a project on the go, uh, not necessarily like for work, but actually for just leisure. Mm-hmm. So we were talking last night, and I was thinking of possibly. Finally, cracking out the 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 Simpsons. I've never watched the Simpsons before. Oh yeah. And so, um, Disney Plus. I'm, I don't have it, but I was thinking about grabbing Disney Plus, at least the trial, and mm-hmm. maybe try the first season or two of the Simpsons, yep. and see how that goes. But um, I mean, this will lead into our query corner. But I I do have a fair backlog that I kind of think, and and it's especially true on PC actually. So I'm kind of thinking maybe I should be touching on that, although. What I am finding is this sort of uh, this isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, is actually really lending itself to having a more active online community. People are, are either at work or they're or they're um, you know online pretty much. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm kind of taking advantage of that. If someone wants to do something, if I'm a, if I'm available, I just kind of do it because I know that this will subside, and then I can always go back to my single player stuff. Right. So I might as well take advantage of the fact that the people are there. So plus, when you're, when you're so like isolated like this, it, it's just nice to to have that social opportunity um, when you can get it. Yeah, it it, it feels really weird in the. It, it's almost like uh, the the whole evening effect where you're like alone with your thoughts. Right. It's like all day people are emailing, calling, whatever. Which which I've noticed has slowed down, but you know it's still there. And then at night, I'm just sort of like. Is anyone online? Because <laughs> I, I'm starting to feel weird again. Like this yeah. is, you know, yeah. It always reminds me of um, you played The Sims, right? Yeah. There's that social meter you need to fill up, and it's like when your social meter gets down, you have to do some social stuff to fill it back up to feel better. Uh, well, I well actually speaking of that, have you are you going to boot up the the Sims Four then? Do you think? Uh the uh, it was PSN Plus, right? Oh yeah, but I I have Sims Four on 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 PC. It's just it's so much better there that <laughs> I don't think I need to play the console. Well, you have the you have Sims Four. Yeah. Oh geez, I thought I thought for sure that they, as I remember, Sims Three, the social meter was it the social meter? I think it was the social meter was a real pain uh, in the ass. I'm t- I think it said Sims Three, right? Okay, yeah. I only I only have Sims Three to be clear, but um, well, other than the free one now, I guess. But on P- on PC, I only have Sims Three, and I remember this. I remember I had, I had serious trouble with the with the social meter. Like my person was always socially like inept, and I was like, "You're a you're a world class athlete." Like he was like an Olympic athlete. It's like, why aren't you talking to the people beside you? Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, my my problem with pretty much all the Sims is like there were the demands on you are too great. I find. And now maybe there's like some settings, maybe there's a lesser difficulty, I don't know. But it's just like, you send your sim off to work, and then they come home, and they have to 
they're usually like hungry right away and you have to eat. But then that takes like an hour. And then you're like, you have to go to the washroom, which takes like an hour. Which takes an you know hour. I mean? Yeah, which takes an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, oh, you should throw a party. It's like, I don't have time to throw a party. I have to take care of my, my, my health. <laughs> I need to shower because I'm all stink now, you know? And I, I, it was impo- there was no free time in that game where you weren't just managing the health of your sim. You know, what's interesting about when you say that is, why is it that the time scale is all screwed up? I, I, I get it from a high level where you're saying, you know, you don't want to have this time scale drag on, like, especially if the person's watching TV. Yeah. But, like, the, so build mode, it's paused. Buy mode, it's paused. And then when your sim is home, why isn't it down to the minute? And not be maybe one-to-one, but only, like, twice as fast, maybe, or something. And then with a speed control. Like, well, why is, is there, it that? There, there is a speed control. Right, but, but like you're not... right about going to the bathroom. It takes a, it takes an hour of yeah. the end game. It's too yeah. it's too long. Yeah, that that's always been a problem. And uh, I used to play a lot of the I played a lot of the Sims too. I had a bunch of expansions for that, um, and I've just slowly kind of grown away from it. Which uh, it's one of those games like kind of like Civilization where you just like you want that next thing, that next turn, you know. Oh, yeah, because you're like, just, man, I'm, I'm going to get this promotion or whatever. Yeah, and it just sucks you in. You end up playing for like five hours, and you look up at the clock, and it's like 3 a.m., and you're like, holy crap. Um, so I, I wish I could get back into The Sims, but I don't know. Is is Sims 4, so Sims 3, Sims 2 added the added the sort of functionality where you can you know build your... Well, I guess Sims 1 had it too, but Sims, Sims 2 and 3 really started uh, capitalizing on the fact that you could go to, you know, community centers and stuff like that, and you could actually interact with the town. So you would you would build your almost like your suburb with yeah. your families and your in your buildings that you're building, like the houses, and yeah. then you would slowly but surely also have like these communities like build up. Like one person from one household could talk to the other person from the other household, and yeah, like actually right. go into the park. Is Sims Four like that? But I want to say online. That kind of sounds like a natural thing, right? I don't remember if it's online or not. That's pretty interesting. That does, that does sound like a natural thing. Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Because that would be that would be a pretty hilarious stream game if right. we all streamed like our 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 family and see yeah. what see what happens. It'd be pretty good. I remember in Sims Three we had um, we had a bunch of people. I think it was like uh, my buddy Nate, my other buddy Joe, and myself, and I think a few other people. Years and years ago. Uh, no, it was Sims 2. Definitely Sims 2. Not Sims 3. And we had, like, a full, like, city. Wow. Like, I built, like, a little mall thing because you could build community plots. And we had, like, a full out, like, multiple families, multiple incomes, mansions, little, like, trailers, everything. The whole thing. It was awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. I think, uh, I think The Sims is, like, one of the biggest games in terms of expansions out there. Too much, actually, to be honest. It's expensive if you add it all up, you know? But I think a lot of people, that's like that's one of those big games that they just play, you know? And so the expansion is basically their new game for them. I did hear in high school, when Sims 3, I think, came out, that a bunch of people were like, oh, I'm going to start gaming on my PC. I wonder if my PC is good enough. Because they weren't gamers. They were just using their family PC yeah. to play The Sims. And so they were done with Sims 2 because it had been a number of years. And now they had to like upgrade their spec or check their spec to, to play Sims 3. Right. It's definitely one of those games where that's all that's all someone plays. Although, one thing that's weird about The Sims, and I don't know if you remember this, but so like there was a PSP version of The Sims 2, I want to say. 
Yeah. And I think I have it. I think it's called Sims 2. No, it is definitely called Sims Sims Pets anyway. I think it's the second. There's a might couple be Sims of them. 3 Pets. I, I, think, I think there was that uh, that tropical one too or something. So, like, that's the question. So, on mobile, like, there's, on mobile back then, on PSP, there wasn't really, like, download this DLC. It was like, I buy Sims 2 Pets. It's like, it, it, at that point, it was almost misleading. It's it, it's a question of, am I just getting the Pets mm-hmm. DLC or slash expansion, like, on PC? Or am I actually getting a full experience that also just so happens to have the Pets DLC? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I had one of those, too. Did you ever play Herbs, Sims in the City? <laughs> no. Well, I I think I already said this on the show before, but I recently beat that game. That was my first DS game ever. Not 3DS, DS. DS, wow. And I beat it on my 2DS XL, so that's <laughs> two, three gens over. Pretty good. Jeez. All right, um, other than that, I've been kind of hopping around uh, different games, doing a lot of PC gaming, actually. Uh, oh, wow. I've been playing Doom. That's new. Um, not not Eternal, but the uh, the first reboot Doom, which has been incredibly fun. Oh, you love it, eh? Just it's just it's perfect. Like it's just it just feels right. Do you get lost? <laughs> yeah. So we had a bit of a chat about this on on WhatsApp about uh, you and I seem to get lost in this game, but Adriano said he had no problem at all. I found the map very confusing. Uh, I've never been a fan of those 3D maps. They I agree just, like, with I, I agree with you on that one. And like they have different levels, but they wouldn't necessarily always show you how to get to that level. It wasn't like oh the stairs are right here, you know. And so it was very hard to control and figure out where I was, which way I was facing in the world, you know. So I rarely touch the map. <clears throat> Did you ever play a game called Painkiller? It's a game series. There's quite a few of them, maybe three or no. four of them. So Painkiller is sort of similar in my mind to Doom, where it's kind of like a horde shooter. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, I don't know, you walk around and there's demons and crap, and you just kill them basically. Right. And I always found that game to be really enjoyable because I always, I always, and even in the old ones, I always get lost in Doom, no matter what. And I was thinking like the because Painkiller is you know rather old. I think there's a newer one called Damnation or something, but it's not you know not like a few months old or anything like these other ones. And so. Well, the other one's, what, a year old? And this one's, like, a couple weeks? Something? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so it's not as modern is what I'm getting at. So what would be awesome is having a painkiller-like experience, but with the Doom mechanics. And mm-hmm. I always feel like I'm going to get that from the Doom experience. And then I spend half my time running around trying to find out where the next room is. And I'm not actually killing anything. I'm just walking through a room where there's all these dead things. Because I've right. already killed them. And I, and it, so my like my clearing of the room is super super smooth, as they always advertise. Doing all these finisher moves. You know, what executions, what they call them. That's always super smooth. And then for whatever reason, I get lost. And it's like <laughs> 15, I spend five minutes clearing the room. And then 15 minutes screwing around, can't find where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, the problem the problem with Doom is like the marker just shows you the direction it's in, but not how to get there per se. And so a lot of the times you actually have to go in opposite directions to get around like a a building or a, a some sort of barrier um to get back on the path to find your objective and it makes it very difficult. Um I only got stuck once and then like came back like an hour later or so and found my way. Right, yeah. Um, other than that, I've been doing okay, but it's still not perfect, um, compared to other, um, first person shooter campaigns. I feel like I may, I might boot that game. I, hell, I might boot up Painkiller again, 
but I might uh, I might boot that game up again and see. I got pretty far. Like I I I got to a point where like I had my fill. I, I didn't quit due to annoyance. I was like, okay, I played Doom, but right. I think I might. I mean, I don't really need the story. <laughs> I could just start where I was and yeah. just go through. Well, Eternal, uh, the sequel got a bunch of good reviews too, and so I want to move on to that as well. Oh, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of Doom in my future, I think. Uh, we also hopped back into Civilization uh, Six. Civ Six, yeah, yep. And uh, I bought the expansions for that. They were on sale pretty cheap, and uh, they're super fun. And no one else has them. <laughs> so <laughs> no, whenever Aaron, we play multiplayer, that's it. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron regrets not buying them, but uh, but yeah, they're super cool. They added um, natural disasters. Oh God. It's not as bad as you think. Um, like you can easily repair whatever it destroys in that, like a turn or two. Um, but there, there's also you can also build like some defenses. Like I built a dam to like kind of stop some some water coming in and stuff. So it, it adds a whole other layer. There's whole new districts it adds. Um, it's fun, and, and it adds. Remember in Civ Five we had the expansions for that. It add, added the uh, the World Congress as well. Oh, there is no World Congress in Six, is there? No. Damn them. <laughs> Holding back features, yeah, and so it's it's fun to like then vote on on different things. Also, what they updated, you know, how if you like say you um built like a a horse like pen or whatever, yeah, and it would say like you you have one horse per horse tile essentially, right? Yeah. Now it actually gives you like a more realistic number. Like if I get the pet the the horse tile, I now have like twenty horses. And so that allows you to like trade oh. different sets of amount of horses to other players. It's not just like, oh, I have one, <laughs> one horse. Yeah, it would be ridiculous to have one horse, and they're like, "Give me that one horse for four gold." It's like, like no, no, get the hell out of here! Yeah. That's, my, that's my one horse. Like <laughs> that's my one horse. Yeah. So I feel like uh, I feel like that game. I like five better still. Having played six. For the amount I have, I think I prefer six, but I, I five definitely has a few mechanics that I preferred. I feel like five had a had a, a worse, well, worse AI in a way because the AI in six ain't great. But I had like I I will say that I that the AI in 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 five I would say maybe acted more reasonable, but then was mm-hmm. also had a had a like a um. They had less intelligence overall. Very war hang- uh, hungry, though. Very war hungry, uh, but would also back down if you were much stronger. Mm-hmm. I find that with Civ Six, there's some unrealistic stuff like, oh, this guy just hates you. Like he's gonna like we don't even know where each other are. We right. just know that each other exists, and he's like, I hate you. I denounce you. Who are you? Like you don't know where I live. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> but is it, I don't like that they. I know the game's trying to like tell you what you need to be doing when they get angry at you, like. How, how do you not have, like, a military? Don't you want to protect your people? And they're, like, angry at you for that. And it's like, like why no do you one's going to get angry at me for that. Yeah, that why, should like, be in your favor <laughs> that you can then topple me. So, Well, yesterday we had a we had a horrible we had a horrible war that just, like, <laughs> yeah. suddenly broke out. One guy just hates me. Like, I, I didn't even do anything to him. Yeah. And I didn't even know where he was. And he ended up being really close. Was like, whatever. And he just he just hated me. And he just started attacking me. And it, and it was a huge war. Like, it was horrible. I wonder if there if there's more human players, they get more aggressive because when I play on my own, like without having Aaron set it up or anything, and we're not playing together, I can make like uh, declarations of friendship with all the other leaders. So I'm not sure what's going on. It could be to 
speed up the multiplayer landscape to spice maybe. it up, like spice it up a bit. Maybe yeah. that, maybe that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, other than that, just a few other like random games I've been playing. That's that's pretty much it. Keeping yourself busy in the in the old quarantine. Trying to. But all right, let's hop into our first story. Um, the PS5 is apparently not going to be delayed, and I think also the Xbox. I think they also said no delays yet. Um, I mean, we're still early in our our lockdown situation um, in in the uh, the West here. So, who's to say what's going to happen uh, come November? Yeah, I suppose like if we just compare ourselves to China straight up. Mm-hmm. They're starting to improve after approximately three month mark. If we consider January to be the first sort of outbreak month, yeah. So end of March now, yeah, about three months, and they're not coming back fully. Like they opened their theaters and then immediately closed them, right? So I mean, they're getting better, but it's still not quite there. So if we just take that and extrapolate it, we're what end of we're out of our first month, coming out of our first month here. Yeah, so that's a question. So would would our would ours have started March first, like approximately, or are we like halfway through March we started? Uh, well, we can pull up the numbers actually. But I don't know, like what um, I don't know, like when things went bad in China exactly. I just know it was in January at some point. Well, apparently they heard about it in December, right? Yeah, but those are like the rumblings, first... right? Like it's yeah. I heard that uh I heard that the or you 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 actually sent it to me that uh Foxconn's back though they're they're back to seasonal demand like they're able to meet it now at least for um Apple they said that uh the iPhone 12 would be able to they'll they'd be able to manufacture like the normal amount of iPhones that they they would they would normally manufacture which is good news I mean that's like a pretty big feat for like a yeah, an area that got like really taken taken down. Yeah, but there's also um, rumors about the iPhone 12 being delayed by by several months. Um, so, jeez. But that 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 has more to do with not that they couldn't do it. It has more to do with would the market <laughs> be accepting of a new thousand dollar phone after going through a recession? You know, and like we can't quite. I don't know if we can quite say it's a recession yet. I mean, if things got better in a month here for whatever reason, like if we just like miraculously got better in a month. Or yeah. we just like handle it really well and it goes away, then or like you know becomes more manageable, I guess. Then like we could just bounce, literally bounce back, for the most part, right? Yeah. So I think the first case was like around March or sorry, around January twenty sixth. So it being Jan or March twenty seventh, I think we were effectively through one month. Oh yeah, that that would make sense then. Yep. I mean, we're not medical professionals. Just extrapolating no. news, <laughs> but still. <laughs> just just looking at the data and using my um, college-educated mind here <laughs> just to yeah. look at this. <laughs> but, like, th- this is interesting about the PS5 because um, I'm wondering whether uh, a quarantine, uh, a lockdown would actually help it in terms of sales. Like, yeah. I want to know whether the PS4 and Xbox One have actually seen a bump in sales because people might be like, man, I have never upgraded. I might as well order online or whatever, you know, and yeah. get my Xbox One going because I'm going to be inside for, you know, a few weeks to a few months or whatever it's going to be. So that's well, this, that's really the question, right? This is what happened during the recession in 2008 as well, is that a lot of the entertainment industry did not get as heavily hit mm-hmm. because in times of recession, when people are struggling, they want those more luxury goods. 
um, to kind of keep their spirits up. And so, yeah, you're right. Maybe people would want a new console now. Um, Especially a Switch. Just to take your mind off stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the Switch, yeah. Because of the ammo card. But, like, uh, with that even said, with that even said, like, um, if we, like, let's let's just say we come out of it, I don't know, just shooting a random thing out there. Let's say the uh, PS4, PS5 is supposed to come out in November. And let's say we're coming out of it in November. Mm-hmm. Um, which is scary to think, but like, let's just say we are. I wonder if the sales would actually suffer because people don't want to spend any more time indoors. Oh, that's that's true too. Although it's winter time, though, so that's a good. Qu- yeah, well, I I have a funny feeling though that we're gonna see a renaissance of winter sports. If we if our <laughs> summer gets affected, like if our summer has us being completely like, or if our summer itself gets completely decimated, like no events. No, mm-hmm. you know, because it's summer, people go outside. If it gets decimated in terms of cancellations, yeah, then I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot more skiers out there this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So this, yeah, this comes to us from IGN, and uh, I guess it was Sony who was speaking to Bloomberg that the uh, the company doesn't see any notable impact on the unspecified holiday 2020 release date for the set for the PS5. And then the sentiment has been echoed by GameStop CEO George Sherman, who earlier said that there. Are, has been no indication of delays to either PS5 or Xbox Series X at this point. Well, I'll, but, I'll, I'll say this, right, is a lot of these companies can work from home. I mean, the the developers on the PlayStation software can. Uh, maybe the hardware guys can't, but the hardware might already be done. So they probably might, pretty close to lockdown, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like a matter, a matter of now China's coming back online, so now our manufacturing's back. So this could have just been the perfect perfect set of like i don't know situation like world balance of virus like i you know what i mean where it's like china had it first our manufacturing went down then it china comes back first which just mad, like makes natural sense so china comes back back first so now the manufacturing's there and then we're in the console life cycle so it's like it lines up so that the hardware is probably done and now the people can actually just work from home and make like the software for the yeah. playstation 5 and then like obviously the game devs which we're going to talk about in a bit, are being delayed slightly, but we're talking about a week in terms of Wastelanders. So mm-hmm. maybe we it's just the perfect set of, like, situation, like, situational, like, balance throughout the world where we, like, PS5 and Xbox Series X ain't going to be delayed, you know? Just one of those things, like, just sneaks out there. Yeah. All right, uh, this next story, a uh, bit of unfortunate news. Uh, GameStop to permanently close over 300 stores. This comes to us from comicbook.com. Uh, GameStop has announced that it will be closing over 300 stores as part of uh, this year as part of its ongoing effort to de-densify. Uh, the, the, the news comes uh, way of uh, GameStop's newest earning call, earnings call, which, which also featured a comment from the retailer about the possible PS5 and Series X delay, which we heard about. Um, so it's going to close 321 stores, bringing its store count to 5,500 locations. So that's a lot of stores mm. to close down. But it, it kind of makes sense with what they're trying to turn GameStop into as more of a hangout gamer. Oh, I, for, I forgot about that. <laughs> you, you don't you don't need those like every, you know, 10 kilometers. So. You know uh, this I mean? is uh, this is interesting, though. Um, if they're going to pivot to. So this actually brings me back to Reggie, I think, is if they're going to pivot to. This hangout thing, which I actually forgot they were doing. They've already sort of pivoted <laughs> twice, right? So they were games, and then they went to more like games and, you know, board games and, and toys, and in which, in, in 
in Canada, you know, GameStop is EB Games. A lot mm-hmm. of the EB Games locations here are rather, you know, toy-based, toy and b- board games and stuff like that. Yeah. And then are they going to then pivot again to this to this uh this gamer lounge thing? Like it seems like Reggie just from his one comment to me kind of sounded like he wanted to restore the old school, you know, almost electronics boutique. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound to me like I don't know. Like I, I'm just wondering whether we're whether once Reggie gets into his position and things calm down across the world, are we going to see another pivot where they say, "Oh, damn! Like these lounges aren't making money. <laughs> let's let's pivot again." Like well, what are we going to see? What sucks about the timing of all this is a lounge area sounded cool prior to COVID. Now these hangout public spaces are going to be a little bit. Uh, people are going to second guess them. I think coming out of this for for a while, not not forever, but you know. Yeah, no, I yeah, I, I I was I was talking to Marty about this last night. I said I was like I want to know personally because I don't know how it's going to happen. Personally, am I going to be like scared to go near people for a bit? Am I going to be scared to go to like like strangers I think is going to be the main thing. Yeah. I think I think your friend circle is pretty well safe like in mm-hmm. terms of your own mental state cuz you've been around them, but am I going to be like scared to go into the mall for a bit? I think there's going to be some hesitation out there, yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be a while before we feel like completely safe. Uh, maybe when the vaccine comes out, you know, and and you get it, maybe then I'd be I feel fine. Oh man, sign me up. Let's do it. But, like in in some ways, like I I obviously don't don't want to get COVID, uh, especially to put my parents at risk. Um, but I, in some ways, I almost want to have it just to get it over with, and and then hope I survive it. You know, just so I can feel safe. Because right now, I just there's this like cloud over my head. You know, yeah, like assuming, and I don't know whether this is true. Assuming it, we're immune to it once we get it, although I think that's still up in the air. I don't think we actually know if that's true. If you get yeah. it, if you get it, like if you get COVID nineteen, you have it, you then get rid of it, like it goes away. I don't know whether you're immune to it after, but let's mm-hmm. hypothetically say that you are. That would be almost awesome. Like I almost feel like I would almost want to go into a lab and then be like. <laughs> I have a 3% chance of dying here. Just, like, actually give it to me. And I don't want it. Like, I'll just live like hell for 14 days and get rid of it. But now, the problem with saying that, though, is we don't know what the symptoms are. Like, a day in, we're going to be like, oh, God, what the hell's going on, you know? Yeah, and I don't don't want to make, like, light of the fact that, you know, the people who are suffering from it, they definitely don't want it. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's it's just, like, a mental thing that it's just, like, I want to – it's just basically me wanting this to be over with. Um, yes, for sure. Yeah. But also, like if you were immune to it, again, assuming, I don't know if I don't know if we know that yet. Please consult your doctor. Um <laughs> but if 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 you were immune to it, it would actually almost it almost takes the cloud away for anyone you go to see too. You can just go right. see like you can go see old people again if you have like grandparents and stuff. You right. can just go see them again because it's like I'm immune, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like it literally yeah. doesn't well, matter. I mean, our best case scenario is for a vaccine to come out. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah, more bad news for GameStop and, uh, Reggie has his work cut out. It seems like <laughs> Poor old, I, I like how we're, like, we're all hinging on Reggie, but I think it's just because he's very famous and he like, can't, he's like going to join them, but I don't know how much he's going to do. Yeah. Cause he's, he's a board member, right? So it's not like he's like CEO. Yeah. Um, although but I think, I think just the way he handled his tenure at Nintendo, um, was a good sign for, for GameStop, but I guess we'll see what happens. hundred percent. Um, 
now I can't talk about this next story too much, but I just wanted to mention it because it is on a lot of people's uh, radar. Um, Half-Life Alex, um, which is a VR game, and the first like major game from Valve in a long time, eh? First, first game from Valve that I can remember, like a release date of, to be honest. And what's incredible is like they just kind of we didn't know about it, and then we knew about it, and then it's out. You know? Yeah, they didn't mess around. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, apparently, from what I've heard, it's fantastic. Uh, I've seen a, a few good, like, amazing reviews, um, even perfect scores. Um, I believe IGN gave it a 10. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely has me wanting a VR headset, uh, to give it a try. Um, whether that's worth the VR headset price, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I think it definitely would be cool. Well, I, I actually have a question, uh, about... VR as a whole with something like this. So we have console consoles that come out, and consoles still very much have generations. Now all of the consoles aren't their generations aren't necessarily lined up anymore. Specifically, Nintendo isn't really lined up with Microsoft and Sony anymore. Yeah. But do we actually need to maybe have more of a console mentality? Um, and maybe this would have to be the marketing team or even the engineering team. Do we have to have more of a marketing mentality uh, toward kind of what, what consoles are marketed? So for VR, do we need to have, you know, this is VR1, this is VR2, this is VR3. Do we need to have that to like to to entice people to to come on board? I definitely think it would help because even, even me, just like, I haven't been looking too much into VR headsets. Uh, I've been following them like loosely just through some like um, tech people I follow. Uh, and I don't know what version they're on of, of of anything. I don't know what version they're on for the Vive. I think Oculus Quest is the latest for them. But again, I'm not 100% sure. So it's hard for me to know. Like I want, I would want the latest VR headset, obviously. And I would like to know if there's a new gen coming out in a year or two, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the problem with something like a, like a PSVR... Because that's kind of marketed. Well, they, I don't. I mean, there's no PSVR two announced as far as I know. But like, there's they did make that that slightly updated one, but it wasn't like a whole generation jump. But I think the issue with it is the fact that it requires the 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 PS the PSVR. I think that with the PC, you have a little bit of wiggle room because you have people that maybe already you know work from home naturally who have a really powerful PC because they also game. So they invest a lot in their PC, not even thinking about VR because they need to work from it. They game from it. It's their it's their like whatever they do everything on there, and so it's very possible that. To them, a VR headset is just almost like a standalone purchase. Yes, it uses yeah. their PC, but they would have had that PC anyway. Whereas on a PS4 type thing, I think that if you're buying a PS4, you would never buy a PS4 just for just for VR. I think that almost feels weird. Yeah. And so the PSVR almost needs to be its own standalone thing, and then we could have the different generations. Although the prices are still going to be probably pretty high at that point if they need the computing power all in the headset. They're the price of the of a console right now, just for the headset, let which alone is, the, which is the two thousand dollar computer you need. Yeah, I wonder if the I wonder if it's price. I also wonder if it's it's uh, cumbersome. Like it's annoying to have to like strap all this crap on, you know. It looks like they have solved that though. Like from the new, the latest versions, like they they look like they just kind of there's just one like elastic kind of band on the Quest. I think that you just put on the back of your head and you're ready to go. You don't have to tighten anything or adjust anything. That, see, those are interesting, um, but 
the most accessible ones until maybe the quest now uh well i mean th- these are probably even still more accessible is the little vr headsets for uh, your phone and those right. didn't seem to go anywhere like there were there were different versions like the gear vr uh was or the yeah the gear vr by samsung uh was you know a higher end version there were the lowest ends of version which would be the the google cardboard but it right. seemed to just be like a novelty like i wonder if vr overall is just a novelty too. Like, like there's so many questions I think with the VR market. Yeah. Like how good is Half-Life Alex? Like are we talking a 360 game or are we talking a, are we talking a Xbox 1 game? Are we talking a Series X game? Like without in that VR. Yeah, but like in terms of like VR 1 2 3 whatever, we don't really have a clear cut like consumers are going to be like I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. like Superhot's been out for years. Have we gone further than Superhot? Probably, <laughs> right. but like there's no clear, like it, it is clear when you jump a gen. Like PS4 is better than PS3. There, yeah. you know, Quest is probably better than Oculus, but is that better than like the Vive? That you know what I mean? There's no clear cut. Yeah. I think it's confusing to consumers. So now, have you played Half Life before? I've played. I've seen the first one played when it was newer, so I was very young, and then I've I have personally played the second one, but very little. Uh, I, I tried to play the second one a few years back and never really got into it. And I recently bought Half-Life 1, and that one is old as hell. Oh, Half-Life 1 is old, man. So I might just watch a Let's Play on that or something, because that, it's it's janky. It, that was pushing the bar back then, right? And so when you're pushing the bar, there's yeah, no sure. uh, refining your mechanics because no one else has tried it. And you can you can tell like just comparing it to the games around that era, it, it was doing a lot of the things that were like new and cool, because um, like the styling of it and and the storytelling of it is very modern, um, you know. Yes. Like it almost it almost feels like a, uh, a Bioshock uh, a bit has that kind of vibe to it, just in the way it's it's telling it's like it's because the world itself is a story as well in these games, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the opening, the first Half-Life, you're on like this this tram or like this trolley car going through this massive, you know, facility. It's fantastic. It'd be great to see it um, like a, a redone with today's graphics. Well, you know, like, you know, the beginning of Half-Life 2, you know, that it, you start out in that tram and then you are in a tram. And then I don't know if the first one you start in a tram too, maybe. But in the, in yeah, the second that's, one, that's, you, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. You, oh, in both. Okay. So, you, okay. You, I thought you meant two. Sorry. So I didn't know. So the first one and the second one both start that way then. But the second one, you get taken to like, and I'm not a Half-Life person, so I don't know exactly where this was, but you get taken to almost like that prison where those guards watch you and they tell you to do stuff and you don't do it. They like beat you and they have to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That actually was very dystopian, obviously, very, very dystopian. And that's actually the reason why I was interested in Fallout 3. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was like where I was like, whoa, this is really dystopian, but like I don't know the story. I don't know who these people are. I don't know what these head crabs are. I just don't know this. Like I wonder if I could, you know, get into a dystopian game though, because I really liked that intro part, but I yeah. just couldn't get into the other pieces of the game. So do you think maybe if you never played Half Life 2, that you wouldn't have played Fallout? Very possible. Although. Which is now like one of your favorite franchises? Very possible. Or I would have played it late, potentially, because I did like Elder Scrolls at the time. Okay. Oh, but yeah, de- you're, a, would, you're big on Oblivion. Uh, Oblivion. Big on Oblivion, but I, I would definitely say that I would have I would have probably 
it would have been late or I wouldn't have really gotten like I, I was definitely like if I think of O'Fall 3 I immediately think about that intro part to Half-Life 2 mm-hmm. uh, speaking of Fallout uh, our next story here is that uh, the Fallout 76 Wastelanders DLC which we've been waiting for for quite some time um, is being delayed by a week oh. and this, this is again because of the uh, the coronavirus because the, uh, the good folks at Bethesda are working at home which is causing uh, complications uh, the story comes to us from IGN. So Bethesda announced that the Wastelanders DLC during their 2019 E3 conference and uh, called it the biggest update yet that will bring human NPCs with full dialogue trees, a new main quest uh, choice and consequences, and much more to follow 76. Uh, original release window was fall 2019, but it slipped beyond that with a new release date of April 7th. Now it's been delayed just a week uh, to April 14th due to the impact of COVID-19. Which I get, but it sucks because it's already been delayed a bunch. Yeah. And uh, we're both worried about this being a uh, colossal mess. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, the fact that they had... I, I don't know if you remember this. They they had to do... They did some sort of fix or something for the power armor months ago. Yeah. And remember they moved everyone to that random station? Yeah. Stuff like that. I kind of feel like there's going to be some, you know, missing items, missing camps, weird unlocks, and like, gone. Like, I think that this might... I'm My worried that this might actually break the game. What's disappearing? The fact that they can't fix my belly button. Oh, that your yeah, your skin keeps getting <laughs> patched and then unpatched. It's like you have a high resolution yeah. like skin texture, then you all of a sudden don't. Then you have it, then it's gone. Then I have it, then it's gone. <laughs> I know that's like low on the list of bugs they need to fix, but it's just I I almost wish that and this this is kind of for government too. That you have, obviously, your big institutions to work on the big issues, right? But I almost feel like they need, like, a small one to work on the small issues. Because those, one, those ones chip away at you. You know what I mean? It's like death by a thousand cuts. It's just one other thing to complain about when your camp crashes or when your camp right. disappears or something. It's just another thing to complain about. Yeah. So I, I wish they would have, like, a team that just works on the small bugs that the big um, debuggers, you know, kind of ignore because they got bigger problems. You know, what's interesting, actually, is I wonder if... I wonder if that would be almost something that, that uh, you could almost make a business out of. You could just oh, be the yeah. you could just be the studio that fixes the little things for, like, a bunch of guys, and then you right. never really touch the big stuff. And they always have to approve it anyway, so you're like in a low stress, low low on the totem pole bug fixing company, and that's all you do. <laughs> yeah, that's where that's where developers go to slowly retire. They go to a less stress environment. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and our final story here: um, the Xbox Series X graphics source code was reportedly stolen and being held for a hundred million dollars ransom. Comes to us from IGN. Uh, a hacker was has reportedly stolen the Xbox Series X graphics source code. Um, the news arrives through a blog post on the AMD website where the hardware company explained the situation. We were contacted by someone who claimed to have have the test files related to a subset of our current and future graphics products. Uh, According to a report from Torrent Freak, uh, this stolen data was found in a hacked computer and includes source code for AMD's big Navi and Arden GPUs. Uh, The latter is rumored to be the Xbox Series X 12 teraflop GPU. Segments of the code have been posted on GitHub, 
and subsequently removed. The hacker is asking for $100 million for the code and is threatening to dump the entirety of the stolen data if a buyer isn't found. And then finally, uh, the fact that AMD has issued a DMCA a takedown notice on the uh, repository where the data was being held would suggest that this is a legitimate breach. Later in the, in the official statement, AMD made it clear that the stolen data is not core to the competitiveness or security of our graphics products. Right, because I think I did see somebody say, I did see like a headline saying that AMD did confirm this, mm-hmm. uh, did confirm that there was a hacker. Like I didn't read into it other than the headline. So like even that statement there confirms that something was taken, I would say. Yeah. Um, this is crazy. Like, yeah, this is really crazy. So what what can you tell me about about the dangers of having your source code leaked? Well, you know, the, the danger, the danger could be that like somebody, so I would say probably NVIDIA, first person to come to mind, someone like NVIDIA could come along and take that and, and any little tips, tricks or anything that you have in there, they could just, you know, take it. And then since it's source code, they could easily, you know, rip into the whole thing, figure out how certain components work, maybe the shaders or something. And then so this, they could this... write their own, they could write their own thing with like, I mean, they could essentially copy it, I guess. But if they wanted to be legal about it, kind of. I don't know what the legality is of looking at something that's stolen. But like but this, hypothetically, you could write your own shader based on what you did and found out. But this isn't possible to get through like buying an AMD card and deconstructing it back at your lab. No. So like normally, normally what it is is it's like you 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 have a you, like you if you write code, you write up your code and then you put it through a compiler and that compiler that compiler puts it all together. Um, so that it runs on, you know, whatever chip it is. So in this case, a GPU or it compiles it so that it runs on a, like runs as a website or it compiles it so that it runs as whatever it's supposed to be, like a watch app or an Android app, whatever it's compiling down to something. And then it's yeah. basically for the most part, creating a, a test or a, a test deliverable or an actual deliverable for a consumer. Um, so the source code is, is, is the before step. It's what the developers actually wrote. And that's actually like, so essentially what you could do is is uh, AMD or like uh, this AMD code could be taken by a competitor, and then if they had a compiler and they knew how to like do it, they could put it through the compiler and actually essentially get you know if if this was a driver, they could get an AMD driver out of it. You know what I mean? So like they're able to see exactly how yeah. AMD reaches their reaches their graphical fidelity in in this case on the console, mm-hmm. right? Wow, so that's that's crazy that someone was able to get that then. It's it it's scary. Like it's there's ways to reverse engineer stuff. Like people have reverse engineered uh, games. Like you know, that's why they say when the source code of a game is gone, that's why sometimes like making it HD and stuff is really hard because uh, you only have the compiled version. So you would have to like either redo the whole game or you would have to you know reverse engineer it. And some people mm-hmm. will reverse engineer stuff like that. But like with stuff like this, like if it's just straight up the source code, like damn, like that's that's really scary. And 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 what's crazy is is like this is in an age where like ransomware and stuff's going crazy. Like these hackers yeah. are getting more intelligent and they're you know really ballsy, like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Like damn. Like I, I I saw a comment on one of the things on Instagram where someone was saying like if you had, if you if they hadn't had asked for a hundred million, they could have they maybe they would have gotten it. If they had said, right. like, 2 million or 5 million, they could have been like, oh, here you go. And then they would have just moved on. And maybe they would have went after them legally. But they would have just, like, paid it and then moved on. But now it's 100 million. It's like this is like a PR-worthy number, which is maybe even the point. But but he, they posted it on GitHub looking for a buyer. It wasn't like they were blackmailing AMD saying, 
you know, I want you to give me money. It's like they just wanted someone to buy it. Ugh, that's that's so scammy. <laughs> like that's so so so. Like, would Nvidia come around and, and buy it off of him? Like, Nvidia is a big company, so like I, I'm just saying that because it's usually like if you think about GPUs, it's AMD versus Nvidia. So you would, yeah, but you that, would... I'm just trying to wonder who is he trying to sell this to because he didn't outright say, <laughs> I'm, 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 I want a hundred million dollars from AMD. Oh, I see what you mean. It's hundred million. He's saying, yeah. he's saying, if I don't get a buyer, I'll, I'll post the code on, uh, online. Here's, a, I have a question. Hmm. I've never understood this about computers. So computers are made up of hardware and software, right? Yeah. The software tells the hardware what to do. Yeah. What? But how does it take – so software is just a bunch of instructions written in code, right? Yeah. How is that translated into what a piece of hardware can read as an instruction? It's all um, it's all zeros and ones, right, at the end of the day? It's so all, it's literally – is it literally sending voltages yeah. to the like, processor? Everything is – everything in is certain, either up or in down. certain patterns that yeah. allows it to do something. Yeah. So the code that you write is literally just a translation into human speak, essentially. Yeah, so that's why there's different languages. That's why they call languages. Mm-hmm. So you're basically you're speaking in computer, uh, uh, you know, to say at a high level, you're speaking in computer, and there's various languages. But at the end of the day, it it compiles down into zeros and ones. If you think of it in terms of actual human language, so if like one person was speaking English and one person was speaking Spanish. Yeah. At the end of the day, dinner, one person saying dinner, triggers the same thought in both people's heads. If someone says dinner in Spanish to someone who only speaks Spanish, and someone says dinner to someone uh, in, you know, in English that only speaks English, they, are, they both, their brain both compiles it down to, oh, it's the third meal of the day. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's essentially what you're doing, is your brain is essentially, if you're talking about the, the English language, or the, uh, the human language thing, your brain is like compiling what you're hearing or reading. And then you're getting a response out of it, like, oh, I have to go and get dinner, for example. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, um, this source code stuff is scary, because I wonder <laughs> if, the, if they, well, because it's scary, because if, if this guy gets this, I wonder if this is going to make people ballsy and be like, ooh, like. Let's all do this. <laughs> let's, let, yeah, let's go, let, now, like, let's not, let's not try to hold things ransom on, like, consumer PCs. Let's go after, like, Microsoft and stuff. Well, this is, this is why you... The, the the rules should just be never you know never negotiate with these people never give in to their demands even if he posted online you know you might have to take that hit but that dissuades the next guy from doing it because he sees that you're not willing to pay out you know for that data yeah because the next guy probably would want 120 or something right they're gonna push their luck yeah that's the whole idea behind not negotiating with terrorists because as soon as you give them something they have leverage over you because they know you'll give in you know you know, that's a good question. Like, I wonder, I wonder if, because I heard that there's like, you know, you know, there's ransomware out there. Yeah. And sometimes the ransomware is legitimate where if you pay the ransom, it will give you your data back. But I wonder, like some of them, like you pay and they just never unlock it. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if ransomware wouldn't be as bad if people just did pay, like if nobody paid. Oh, probably. Yeah. But the problem is people want that data back. <laughs> people <laughs> yeah, want or need the data back. Yeah. Yeah. I've even heard stories of like governments who are, um, who like are, or like there's some sort of group out there that kidnapped someone and was was holding them for ransom. The government won't pay it out because they know if we pay this out, we'll be paying out millions of dollars for all sorts of people. Um, but the families will do it. 
you know, because they want their loved one back, right? Oh yeah. And then that just that just creates a uh a whole system of holding people for ransom. It's like another revenue stream. They're like, Oh, if we can't get it from the government, we'll just call the families. Yep, yeah. And they're Ugh. they're more willing to, to give in and pay because obviously they want their loved one back, so it sucks. Wouldn't it be nice if people just didn't take people <laughs> or things hostage? Here's what's crazy. If this guy was skilled enough to get this source code, right. he could clearly get a job at almost any of these software companies. Although you know not, I mean? not $100 million a year or something. No, but enough to actually work, get a decent wage and live a live an honest life, you know? I think for some people, maybe it's the thrill. Who knows, right? Like, yeah. it's you know, it yeah. could be the thrill of him being like, man, hell yeah, like... <laughs> I'm in Microsoft yeah. system right now, and they don't know. Or, you know, right. I'm in AMD system right now, and they don't know. Yeah. All uh, right, let's, Matt, let's uh, query corner uh, question time. And now uh, you have, why don't we work on our backlogs? Okay, so can you explain this a bit more? Yeah, so um, I've seen a few tweets and stuff from companies. I think it was actually maybe Microsoft that said this, or it was Game Pass. Um, it, they said something like you have a backlog or something like that, like I'm paraphrasing. And I was thinking about that too, is one of the things, like I mentioned earlier in the show, is to keep busy in a situation like this, I like to just have a project, even if it's a leisurely one, like, oh, I'll get a platinum in this, like that's my project right now. I'll watch all the Simpsons, that's my project. So I kind of just like having like a, you know, a loose goal when it comes to leisure. I'm not going to be hard on myself. Um, But like just something to sort of, you know, almost check off off the proverbial list. And so I think what the question, I think what this question kind of comes from is, with like all this, everyone's saying, oh, I have so much time, I have so much time, I have so much time. These are the same people, and you know, we're all guilty of this, that would say, oh, I wish I had this days off, these days off, I wish I had this off, I wish I had time to do this. So now now there is time to do a lot of these, you know, digital projects, and, uh, you know, a lot of them aren't getting done. I'm not mm-hmm. seeing, I'm seeing a lot of people say that they have a huge game backlog, and a lot of people aren't really working through them. Um, a lot of people are taking advantage of the multiplayer situation, as I mentioned before, but a lot of people are not taking advantage of this backlog that they so wanted to do when things were normal. So the ultimate question for this query corner question is like, why don't we work on our backlog? Like this, this situation is ideal to work through a backlog, especially since games are delivered digitally. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've myself, I've kind of been doing this. Um, but I did this, I I started this even before this kind of lockdown happened and, uh, just because there was no new games being released. So look, I'm playing Doom. I had bought this or gotten it somehow, you know, months ago. Uh, I'm now playing it because I I have it, you know, but I think, so here's what happened. So I use the Apple TV app to add TV shows and movies to a list, um, that I want to watch. Right. Right. And my list is like super long now because I just, I've just been adding things to it. But what I found is as soon as I add something to it, my chances of watching it decrease. That's interesting. Okay. And I think it's because it's like, okay, it's cataloged. I know I need to watch it. It's now less of a priority. And you've kind of like file it away essentially. That's interesting because. Because that's almost like it's almost like you took the first step, you took put added it to your list, or maybe you bought something like you bought a movie on sale and then added it to your mm-hmm. list, right? And so you've done the first step, and so you almost feel like it's no longer urgent. I yeah. guess, yeah. As long as you do something, the urgency's gone. If you categorize it, the urgency's gone. Yeah. 
and also for me, I like I like newer games just because I like being I like going online and and seeing references that people make or people talking about it, and I like I like to feel like I'm part of that conversation. I'll understand what they're talking about, um, and so that's why a backlog is not a priority for me. Would you say though that like so you have you almost have and and, and you've kind of been breaking this rule, but you almost have like a um. You almost have like a time, a time, not a time. Oh, I guess it is a time limit actually. So you yeah. must have a, you must have a time limit where if a game gets to a certain age, you sort of stop playing it. Now, recently, you've been playing Origins, like AC Origins and stuff. So that's been kind of been broken at this point. But I don't know whether you're planning on going back to that. But would you say that 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 has anything to do with it? Where you're like you 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 yourself can't almost have a backlog. Yeah, so I, I guess we should define backlog here first of all, because I have I own a ton of games, on, especially on Steam and stuff. But I don't consider so I'll just I'm, I have my Steam library open right here. The Fear series, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's an old series. Okay. I I own like Fear Fear Two and Fear Three. All right. Do you own like all the little spinoffs like Fear Extraction and Fear Perseus Mandate? Yeah, correct. Oh damn. <laughs> Okay, okay, so I, I own all these fear games. I don't consider these on my backlog because I don't intend to play them. Why do you why, why do you have them? I think they came in some humble bundle. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh so I wouldn't consider those backlog games because I just I'm never going to play them at all. That's interesting. It's it's um, interesting it's interesting because you're how do I describe this? It's like you're maybe you're a collector is the word I'm looking for. Um because a collector, I'm a collector of old Pepsi stuff, and a collector mm-hmm. will grab that new thing and that'll be like the pride of your collection, but you won't be picking it up every night. It'll go on a shelf, you know, and then that's mm-hmm. it, sort of thing. And that, that that's its lifestyle. And now you're after or that's its life cycle, and now you're after the next big thing, the next thing you don't have, and then that goes onto a shelf. And so I think that's why a lot of people think it's impractical, if you will, because I I know that like, um, like 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 obviously having all the fears and not, and never playing them, you know, obviously just sounds impractical. Right. But it doesn't to like a collector. Like people would say it's dumb for me to have all this Pepsi stuff. It's like it's Pepsi, get over it. But to me, it's like no, like I have all this stuff now. Yeah, I think a, a collector in that sense with my Steam library for sure. I have a ton of games in here that I will never play, but I like that uh, that I have them. Yeah, oh, I see, like that yeah. the possibility is there to play <laughs> them. You know. Yeah, and that, uh, I, that's why I like Humble Bundle so much because like there's just like a collection of like thirty games you can get with it or whatever. You add them all to Steam, and it's just like ah, oh, that that feels good. They're all in the Steam now. They're all nicely sorted. You know, well, this is sort of like that movie thing where, when um, Flickster was shutting down, uh, Flickster Video or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. So you you, know, you buy your Blu-ray, you buy your DVD, you redeem the, the code, it goes back, it goes into this thing. Same with Ultraviolet. Uh, when when those services started shutting down, uh, the backup, at least in Canada, the backup was to uh, have those converted into uh, Google Play videos or Google Play movies, and so it felt really good once I knew those services were being broken up to just take those movies and dump it into, dump it into my collection on Google play movies. 
but I yeah. have like 34 licensed purchases on there. Like it says, it shows it in YouTube all the time mm-hmm. on the little sidebar. And I just feel good that they're there, but I have never watched one of those movies short of like the first time. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like that with your, your Plex, right? You like yeah. just having that collection of, of movies. Yeah. Like you, you almost said like you'll take any movie I have. Uh, minus uh, what was it? Doolittle and minus uh... <laughs> minus Doolittle. <laughs> but yes, it was like you know, like the two movies you would not put on there. One was Doolittle. I can't remember what the other one was. Might have been Cats. Uh, yeah, I think I think Cats Cats is drawn is is, is crossing a line. I think Crass is, or Cat Crass Cats <laughs> Crass the sequel to Cats with with buttholes. Like, so I hope, I hope yeah. someone gets that reference. <laughs> uh. For me, I like I like playing the newest game possible. But uh, do you know why you don't play backlogs? So I don't know this. Okay, so in this particular situation, I find myself really weird. Um, I'm strangely fascinated by numbers in this in this disaster for some reason in this COVID nineteen situation. Um, so in this particular situation, I think it's because of that because I'm reading numbers all the time. Um, I was uh, I was trying to invest in the stock market. And I was freaking out about that. Cause like mm-hmm. the software is going down and stuff. Like I was freaking out about everything, and and but I noticed what what I, what what caught me was, or what I guess I caught myself was, I was freaking out about everything to do with numbers, you know, mm-hmm. number of infections, number of this, the number, the price of of stocks, like, like everything. I was just freaking out about numbers for whatever reason, and I don't know why that necessarily was, but it distracted me, and it is still distracting me to an extent from everything else, from work, from play, and everything. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe it's like. I'm worried about the the virus and then I'm applying that worry to numbers for some reason, like some yeah. weird subconscious thing. Um, but like if we take it out of this situation and we talk about like if I just have like a couple of weekends off or just have a weekend off, I don't know why I don't boot up something. I think it's because it's easier to play something that I know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because I feel sometimes I feel obligated if someone else is online. I'm like, oh, I should you know, spend time with them because they're going to log off in a few hours. And then that leads to like two or three more people coming online and then the whole day is gone, which is fine. Like I'm not complaining about that, but I think maybe, maybe that's the reason. That's probably why I went on for such a long time. I went on that big multiplayer kick with like Red Dead and 76 and, and and we were just, we were going ham in all those games. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do any single player for six months, something like that, like very little. And I, I started coming back. I did like AC Origins and I think something else. But the backlog's weird. Like I have a bunch of 360 games. I have Game Pass. I have Game Pass, and I don't. I don't really browse it. Like I look at it here and there. I don't use it. I don't know what it is. I don't. It. it you know what it. You know what it, it. It might be. It's when we were kids, or at least when I was a kid, getting a game was sort of a bigger deal. They're expensive, and so it's like, well, yeah. I got a new game. So then you play yeah. the crap out of it, and you just keep playing it. Now I don't know whether like the magic of what a game is has like worn off of me and I want like a, like I've, you know, I've tailored my likes. So I like, you know, I know exactly what my genre was. Whereas back when I was a kid, it was like almost anything was good. I would just play whatever it was for hours. Yeah. And yeah. so what I'm wondering is if, first of all, it might be that tailoring where like, like, oh, I want to play a Fallout like experience. I go to play another post-apocalyptic game. It's not as good. And so I just get this like sour taste in my mouth and I wait for the next Fallout game. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's it. Um, also, it, it, I think it might be to do with the fact that 
games are I want to say games are longer, but that's not really the case necessarily. You can take Agassi Origins and you could probably beat it pretty quick if you just you know games did are the... bigger, uh, which can make them longer. Um, right, and and a lot of games are no longer a single player only games, and so something like the original Uncharted was maybe I don't know fifteen twenty hours, you know. Well, uh, with that being said, I haven't even beat the the Modern Warfare campaign. Which is like five hours. Which is like five <laughs> hours. It's just, yeah. I, I think maybe I'm just, maybe I'm a multiplayer guy now. Maybe, maybe that's just where I sit. Well, to be fair, that's where games have evolved into. Right. And you just do the same thing over and over again, but you're, the social part of it's different every time. Yeah. That's interesting because I, I remember playing games, like I remember playing like the, just something. I remember playing like the outfit, like Relics, the outfit. On 360, yeah. that game is not like you know massively critically acclaimed and loved, but like I I beat the crap out of that game and I love that game and I've played it a bunch and I've pl- like I mean I've played it a bunch, no achievements or anything that we're like we're tying it. I've gone back, got the secret weapons, beat the game on different difficulties, played the missions over and over again, and that was 360 era, so I was older then, mm-hmm. and it's just like for whatever reason back like around 360 era and before, I was able to just go back and just like okay I'm just gonna play this game like 17 times whatever. But even then, even then, if you think about it, I wasn't exactly, I didn't really have a, maybe that's it actually, is I did not have, and neither of us did, have a backlog at that young, like younger age. Yeah. Where there was no backlog, so I never really thought of a backlog, and I was just playing what I had. I never really like was thinking, man, the outfit came out this week, but next week this comes out. I never really thought that. It's like, oh, I have the outfit now, I'm good for like a month and a half, two months. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, it'd be interesting to get like Adriano's like, uh, thought on this because he doesn't do backlogs either. <laughs> well, he has a backlog and he slowly works his way through it. It's just it's just very slow, right? Well, you only you only played The Last of Us like uh, I think in the last like couple of years, right? And he just did Vampire. Although that was a newer-ish game, right? Newer-ish, but it, you know it's not two months old or anything. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this. You have you've Game Pass. You've Game Pass. So like mm-hmm. why don't you use it? Uh I have. I I played Gears 4 or uh 5 rather. Right. And I played The Outer Worlds on it. I okay. So yeah, yeah, you're two getting... $79 launch games, you know. So was that $160 uh total? You know? Well, 184 in Canadian dollars after tax. Oh yes, yeah. So uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> if 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 I play like one game every couple months, you know, I'm I'm kind of saving money there. So I think the only game I've played on Game Pass, and I think I might be lying to you because I think there's a couple others maybe that. Oh, are, and that Sea of Thieves. The... I'll toss that in there too. Well, that's what I was about to say is I think it's the only one I've actually played is Sea of Thieves. I don't remember another one. I can't think of another one. And there and there's been ones on there. This is the Netflix effect, I think. Mm-hmm. Where it's available, so, oh, I can watch it later. But yeah. back in the day when you had to go to the rental store and buy it and you only had it for that night. Yeah. You had to rent it, or you had to watch it after you rented it. But now it's just sort of like, ah, like I'll just... The the on-demand aspect has taken away the urgency to play something. Or yeah. watch something. Yeah. This is this is one of the uh, the, the theories about, about why humans are so ambitious is because we only live like on average eighty years, 
um, if you live forever, there would there could always be tomorrow to do something. You know, that's really interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if you would see humans going to school at like age 80 if you live forever. You'd be like, man, <laughs> I, I'm pretty bored of just like lazing around or pretty bored of just doing this like mm-hmm. burger flipping. I'll, I'll go to school. <laughs> you know, it's never, it's not like you're just like, I got to get this done by this age. It's just like, eh, ah, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll check it out, I guess. Although I'm looking at this, Surviving Mars is on Game Pass. See, th- those games are interesting too. Um, actually, so I'll, like you, like you, you, you've played that on stream a decent amount. Do you like? Are you gonna play that single player? Do you think it's a little bit too technical for my tastes? Like, there's a lot you kind of have to keep track of and and plan out. The piping is horrible. My lord. <laughs> yeah, um, I might have played that when I was younger, but it's just not the type of game I want to get into nowadays. Wait, you would have want to play a more technical game when you were younger? Yeah, I just had more focus on on wanting to plan things out and organize it and build cities and stuff. You know, that's interesting because I'm kind of the opposite now. So I've, I love those games. I love like having technical games. I haven't played surviving Mars short of watching you play surviving the aftermath, which is actually pretty simple in comparison, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, but uh, I've been playing survive the aftermath on our stream. And, and one of the things I used to play all the time as a kid, all the time, and this game has a lot of numbers, is Sim uh, Sim City 4. I used to play the original Sim City. Oh, yeah. I used to also play 4. 4 is my big one. 4 is the one I played a lot. And I used to play the crap out of Sim City 4, and then I got I got uh, Cities Skylines, and I know that it's you know critically acclaimed, and I've seen people play it, and I really want to play it, and it's just one of those games where it's in the backlog, and I just haven't booted it up. And I know that if I boot it up, I'll be all about it, but for some reason, I just every time I'm on my computer, I'm like, nah. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get it later. Yeah, I've definitely noticed a change in my gaming habits, and I'm not sure I like it. <laughs> well, like you're, or do you think that you're going to be breaking your time rule more now? Is that what you mean by your you noticing a difference, or you just mean like with age? No, I I mean with age. Um, so I first started gaming like regularly in high school. Um, and it would be like, I would come home from school and I'd pretty much go right to my PS3 at the time and, and just game for a couple hours and eat your dinner and then do your homework, you know, and I would never game at night for some reason. I don't know why that was. That's interesting. Why wouldn't you? That's like the prime time, right? <laughs> Well, it was weird. I don't know why. I, I did. I did watch a lot of TV back then too, and so a lot of the the good shows were on, you know, eight o'clock to to ten o'clock or whatever. The network shows, right? Yeah, and then I would I would usually watch um, Letterman, and so that's on at eleven thirty. Um, and so my nights were kind of devoted to TV. Um, but then once I got on the Xbox and started playing with you guys, it shifted to where I wouldn't play games during the day and would only play games at night. That's interesting. And throughout college, it would still be like a combination. I'd go go home after college, uh, after classes, play my single player games, and then play multiplayer games with you guys online at night. Right but now, I've, I've noticed I only really want a game at nighttime now. There's almost like this societal pressure on me as an adult now, you know, to be doing something productive during the day rather than 
sitting there playing video games. But what are you? And I, so, and I, and like, I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. I want. I want to game during the day. What I was going to ask though is, what are you doing during the day? Even when you come home, so you come home at like four or three or whatever it is. You come home at like four or three. That's still considered during the day. And let's say like seven onward, approximately, is nighttime. What are you doing productive when you've already been productive at work? Like you're done your work for the day. What are you doing? That's what I don't get. I don't know what that what that where that pressure is coming from. And it's not like I'm doing anything productive during that time. Because like I what just do you, done, like, yeah, like I what are you doing? Done work. I don't know. There's something something happened where it's just like I have no ambition to to play games during that time. Do you watch stuff then? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. YouTube's taken up a bunch of my my uh, free time. Do you know what it might be, to be honest with you? Um, as I experienced this, actually, now that you bring it up, is... So I have this weird thing where um, I'll watch YouTube whenever I want to get a bunch of information rather quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that productivity feeling is the feeling that you are going through a bunch of different pieces of data or a bunch of different channels or whatever you want to call them. You're going through a bunch of those over time. Um, But if you were to like, so let's say you watch two hours of YouTube, you might get through 10 videos or something. But like, let's say you watch, you play two hours of a game. You've only done one thing and you didn't complete it. Right. Yes. And so you're not getting that pervert. It is a proverbial, like it's not a real checkmark, but you're getting that proverbial checkmark. That totally makes sense, man. You're, you're like, oh, look, look how many videos I watched. Those are off the ticket now. You're, they're accomplishments. They're right? accomplishments. And and tomorrow, there's going to be a fresh run of uploads that they're ready to give to you. Right. That's interesting. I should probably cut back on my YouTube time. You know what uh, helped me do that, um, and I've been doing this slowly, is uh, I started doing um, video podcasts that I would just leave on in the background. And what that ended up doing was it sort of tailored my home screen a little bit, and it all so like you know that's a that's like almost like a physical change mm-hmm. to to force me. But then it also allowed me to be like, oh, you know, while I listen to Joe Rogan, I could you know boot up my Switch, right? And then eventually I was like, damn, like when I come home or when I'm done my work, I'm like, damn, I want to play some Switch, you know? And it yeah. changes that mentality because I don't care about the proverbial checkmark. But you're 100 percent right. Uh, there's a reason why I haven't rushed through Origins to get to the the uh, Platinum, because I feel like, oh, I'm spending this huge chunk of time all at once just getting this Platinum, but it's like, who actually cares? The, the amount of time is going to be the same amount, whether it's, you know, an hour today and then an hour each day for, you know, 100 days, or whether it's 100 hours in, in four or five days or whatever it is. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. lot, but you know what I mean? It, you know, it's the same amount of time. Yeah. So I think... Because I, uh, another big one, and I think you do this too, is YouTube uh, in bed at night. Yes. Because I feel like I need to get a, a couple of check marks in bed. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Don't like it. I um, So I recently put on uh, screen uh, time limits with my social media apps. I've given myself like two and a half hours of social media uh, per day. But the thing I don't like about it is it's like, it's just cumulative, right? So if right. I if I sat down and was on Instagram for two and a half hours straight, it's all used up. Right. I wish I had more control where I could say I get like ten minutes every hour or something. Yeah, like like a drip feed of it. Yeah. Because I find that at the end of the day, I'll still have like two hours before bed and I no longer have any social media access. You know. But I wish it was just more 
10 hour or 10 minutes uh during this hour and then it cut me off and it's like okay i just have to wait till the next hour you know to see stuff again because i don't need immediate access to social media all the time you know how do you handle that though with uh because people will send stuff and like news stories and everything comes from social like do you give yourself an exception for that because someone sent you an article in facebook and you just want to read the actual article uh i don't get a lot of facebook or social media posts per se right and even even if you send me like a twitter uh, uh or a tweet through the twitter messaging app uh, or a section yeah i'll see it the next time i have access to twitter oh it's so you're like you're, a, you're being strict with a, yourself then sometimes right now I, I blew through my time limit and i i opened it up um somehow today i i don't know how i did it but <laughs> what you you like you blew through and you don't know how what do you mean yeah like oh. a couple hours a couple hours ago um uh, which is not nowhere near my bedtime um it was already telling me that my social media time was used up and i'm like i don't know how that happened and so i just ignored the time limit for, for today <laughs> normally i can pace it out uh myself right where i'll like it'll be uh it'll be like ten thirty, and it'll say oh you're out of time you know and I, it's like, okay, I can wait an hour and a half until 12, you know. Is this why you're staying up so late? <laughs> no, that's not why I stay up so late. Okay. But maybe I need to set a limit on YouTube. But I want it to be that same thing where it's like, if I want to watch a 10-minute video every hour, you know, that should be fine. I think the problem with setting a limit on YouTube is, is you know... um It's a problem of, would you want, a, would you want the same time limit on your Netflix? No, but I don't, I don't see, but you're going to start, you're going to start budgeting. The thing is, is you're going to start missing out on, on specific content due to the length. What you're going to end up, what you're going to end up doing is you're going to be like, oh, I got, you know, 60 minutes. I can watch 10, um, six minute videos. But this is the problem. I would prefer to watch something on Netflix rather than watch a bunch of YouTube videos. Oh, so yeah, I guess if you're just specifically trying to, I thought maybe you so, were like enjoying your YouTube time, but you just, you know, wanted to come no, back. No, I, I do. I do enjoy YouTube and I, I love the channels I watch on there. Right. Right. But it's just, we have a limited amount of hours per day that we can do something. And it's like, I've noticed since YouTube really started becoming a mainstream media thing that I've run out of time for other things I also enjoy doing. And I want to get back to those and, and try to balance out the two more. I will say this is, so I don't usually really watch too much YouTube in bed at night. Like I do some, because I've already mentioned that, but a lot of it's actually in the morning. So I'll mm-hmm. get up in the morning and I will, it depends on each day. So, um, But sometimes like, like lately, what I've been doing is I'll check my emails and stuff like that, deal with those. And then it's like, okay, I have like an hour or something. I'll just like watch some YouTube. But what I'm finding is, is if something in my messages or something like that for work kind of forces me to get out of bed like immediately or something, I'm just like, damn, I just want to get this out of the way. Yeah. Um, I actually find, even though it's just an hour, I find that like my day seems to be a lot more fulfilling. And I mm-hmm. find, I seem to be like, oh, it's, you know, seven or six. I can get off and I can like jump online or something. Yeah. Um, whereas normally I would waste an hour, hour and a half because I'll be lax with myself watching YouTube in bed. And then it's, it's, then it's that. So, um, I'll be working for a bunch of time. It'll be six or seven. And then, you know, sometimes I have to work late, but like sometimes I'll, like someone will message me to do something and I'm like, ugh, like I got to do it in a couple hours. Like I feel bad having, you know, sat in bed for an hour and a half. 
in the, the morning. Yeah. I, like I should do another hour of work kind of thing. I should, yeah. I should fill that in. Even if I've done my, you know, six, seven, eight hours, even if I've done a good day, I will still be like, hmm, I kind of wasted that morning a bit. Right. Maybe, maybe the YouTube premium is a bad idea, Ryan. We, we thought it was the best thing ever. It maybe is it, the best thing ever. Um, but what if, what if it's, what if it's doing this to us? You know, <laughs> what if, is, what if this is the problem? The problem is I don't think it's bad. It's just taking away from the things I also like to do. That sounds bad, though. Like, like it's not no, bad, because, like, but I, like, it, it takes away me, from the stuff I want to do. That sounds pretty bad, right? Come on now. To me, well, to me, YouTube has just taken over um, TV, like live TV that you would watch. That's not a bad thing. It's just it's just replacing one medium for for one that's very similar, but you know, more on demand. The problem is it's just consuming more. Or it's easier to consume it. I think what you I think you were onto something when you were saying those ten minute videos are accomplishments rather than watching a half hour or forty five minute TV show. Oh yeah, but I still like those things. I still want to watch that that forty five minute TV show, and so I need I need to reduce something, and the only only free area to reduce it is from YouTube because it takes up such a large chunk of my time. One guy, one guy told me actually, and this is related. One guy told me that he banned himself from, I think it was Twitter or Instagram, and he said he just banned himself from it. He wouldn't use it, and he said he just, he just did the other stuff. He didn't like have a specific goal in mind. He just did other stuff, and he said in one month he finished two books and yeah. finished a whole series on Netflix. Yeah, and he was like, normally it would take me three months to finish something on Netflix, and he was like, it was just that Instagram or just yeah. that Twitter, whatever it was. Just that social media time that like screwed him over because um, on uh, YouTube there's uh, like uh, Unbox Therapy, then there's Lou Later, which is like almost like his podcast slash talk show, and then there's like clips from Lou Later, and there's been right. several times where I'm like I'm gonna watch Lou Later, like a whole episode. I want to see this, and I go into Lou Later, and then I'm like in the re- and then I'm like eh, you know it's getting kind of long, and then I look at the they recommended, and they just have clips, and I'm like oh okay I'll I'll watch you know, 15 clips, Yeah, <laughs> but, yep. but I won't watch the whole, I won't watch one full episode, but I'll, I'll get those 15 marks. Those, the 15 mm-hmm. completed marks. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. So it's, on, just, it's, it's all the, just time management though. This is um, why the backlog uh, comes up. Probably it's because we think, damn, like a game. Yeah. Five hours is a short game, like five hours. I'm not, I don't get any check marks in that five hours <laughs> or yeah. just, or just one, you know, and I, I don't know how people with uh, like gamers with kids, how they manage their time. That's got to be nuts. I mean, admittedly, they probably just... I mean, the kid gets older. Kid can do some stuff by itself. Also, kid goes to bed earlier. Yeah. So, thank- thankfully, I don't use Facebook nearly as much. It's it's the it's the one social media app that's still locked out right now. I still locked out? It. What do you mean? Um, like, due to your limit? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I undid the limits for Instagram and Twitter for today only. But Facebook's still locked because I don't I just don't need it. <laughs> so now I'll ask you one last like little question on this then. Do you find yourself, no matter what it is, if you realize you're obsessively doing something? So for me I was like I I, I didn't really watch use Instagram, I then started using Instagram, started using it obsessively, acknowledged that, but allowed myself to obsess over it or like keep using it, and then I got bored and dropped off. So my question is, do you think or do, have you ever had this experience where um, you just you just drop off? Like you just say like instead of you instead of me, like 
instead of fighting me myself and being like, no, like an hour a day or something, you know, mm-hmm. instead of me fighting myself, I just get naturally bored. And I'm just like, ah, I've seen enough memes or whatever. Right. And then I just stop using it completely. No, I got that bad habit where it's like you just keep trying to refresh it and then you put it down and then like a minute later you pick it back up and check again and it's like the same content and you're just like, all right. And then you put it down and it just repeats. That's, That's yeah, I, I don't do that, luckily. Jesus. I remember when Facebook came out, it got real bad It because like I would have Facebook open on my computer and I'd be looking through it. And I would pick up my phone and open Facebook. Like, oh that's God. how disgusting it was for a bit there. <laughs> no, you got to gotta switch it up. You got to one LinkedIn, one Twitter, <laughs> one another, another laptop on Facebook. So hopefully, I, I'm thinking I'm going to cut off that half an hour timer I have and bring it down to two hours. And then try to try to space it out myself since I can't do that through the software. You know what's crazy is you you even have a backlog of Apple arcade games that you said you can't get through, oh. <laughs> and you're using <laughs> Instagram and Twitter for two and a half hours a day on your phone, mm-hmm. and yet that that Apple arcade stuff is right there on your phone. It's right there, yeah, right there. See, but that's why I need to cut it back so I can get to those things. Maybe you should maybe you should cold turkey it one day. Just no social media. No social media, um, or maybe just when you're engaged. If right. somebody sends you something, you can look at it. Right. Um, if you are going to post, just so that you don't think you're that you're forcing yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're not, like, re- resisting. You're just like, oh, I don't need to post, like, whatever. And then maybe, or even, yeah, like, just, just maybe try that. And then I bet you, you'll, be, you'll get to the point where you'll want to check it, but it'll be, like, so few and far between that it will be like, eh, whatever. Or do as Casey Neistat did, or maybe still is, I don't know. He was, uh, he, like, stopped using a bunch of social media apps on his phone. And he just used them on computer, and he ended up like slowly but surely. He was just sort of like, nah, like I'll just check it when I get to my computer. That's fine. And it became like he wasn't fighting himself. He just be- it just became like, oh, this is less available. I'll just use it when available. But he wasn't running right. to a computer. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the age we live in. Um, I'm curious how younger people are dealing with this because they've grown up with this as their life. Um, they're still on Farmville right now. They didn't. They didn't hear anything we just said because they're on Farmville right this very second. <laughs> Farmville. They're waiting for the uh, the Easter event. I bet you. Oh yeah. All right, Matt. Well, um, thanks for joining me. Hell yeah! Our very yeah. first remote remote podcast. Although I know you said two other ones. I just want to say the very first. I think. <laughs> I just want to say oh. that statement. <laughs> our first from our all of our original homes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, so I don't think me and Matt are streaming Twitch anymore uh, until this is over. I was actually going to ask you. I was going to ask you. I don't know if you want to do this. this is on, I guess it's now on the spot. I was going to ask you after the show. I was going to ask you. Do you want to do something like boot up some Sim City or something, and we could stream and like Tim and I just stream and we just use Discord. Oh yeah, that'd be fun actually. And I yeah. could I could stream like I could stream from this computer, and I we could you could just be on chat and we could play a multiplayer game. Yeah, we can do that. We're streaming on Twitch, everybody! <laughs> uh, so yeah, twitch.tv slash dayonepatchmedia. And uh, you can also find our podcast. Please like and subscribe. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Stay safe out there, and peace! <laughs>